Buddha had given many sets of teachings and they compose of sutra and they compose of tantra. And the reason that Buddha gave the set different types of teachings of sutra and tantra is to suit the different types of mental, karmic, environmental, and time disposition. So environmental meaning place. Time meaning how far away it is when the Buddha first turned the wheel of Dharma to the end of the Dharma, which is 5,000 years. And also individual, meaning the aptitude of the person. And karmic disposition means their previous life connection and their ability and their need to practice. So therefore, uh, Buddha gave two sets of teachings according to these four types of principles. Hence, within this, the sutra path is much longer the sutra path is longer not because the sutra is slow. The sutra path is longer because the sutric method is less challenging, less pushy, and less demanding. Hence, the person finds it much easier. But the, the long-term disbenefit is that it will take you much longer to become an enlightened being. Whereas in tantra, it's much more challenging, it's more difficult, and it's much more, uh, it pushes you more and it challenges you more but the benefit is that you are able to become enlightened faster. Hence, within the tantric system, you have four sets of tantras. Charya, Yoga, Kriya, and Maha Anuttara Tantra. Within, within the four, the highest is the Maha Anuttara Tantra. Within the Maha Anuttara Tantra, you have two divisions again, Majuta Paju. Maju is Mother Tantra. Paju is Father Tantra. So, Mother Tantra and Father Tantra both can bring you to enlightenment, but they focus on different types of afflictions to be converted. So within the Mother Tantra, you focus on clear light. Within the Father Tantra, you focus on illusory body. So, um, for example, the higher Father Tantras are like uh, higher Mother Tantras are like Kala Chakra, Hiruka. The higher Father Tantras are, for example, like Guya Samaja. They're all very qualified path. It's just depending on the method. So hence, within the father and the mother, you have these divisions. But what is most superior and what is most powerful and what is most extremely beneficial is a combination of mother and father tantra. So the only higher tantric system that focuses on both mother and father combined simultaneously is the Yamataka set of tantras. So the Yamataka set of tantras are very, very powerful because they focus on both clear light and illusory body simultaneously. Then within that, Yamataka's tantra was not very popular, although existent prior to the king of Dharma, the second Buddha, Gyawaniba Chenbu Tsongkhapa. So the second Buddha is we call Gyawaniba. Second Buddha means the one that's equal to, to Shakyamuni after Shakyamuni. All right? Um, it was existent but not popular till Lama Tsongkhapa himself found various types of Yamataka Tantras, example from the Kaju and the Sakya. He practiced it and he achieved visions and he achieved results. So therefore, out of the various sets of Yamataka Tantras, he took out two sets of Yamataka Tantras. One is Pochikpa, is solitary hero, solitary hero, solitary uh, Vajra terrifier. And then the other one is uh, Joksum, or 13 Deity Yamataka. Either one is very good.
Now, within the Yamataka Tantras, it is Lama Tsongkhapa kept that at his, as his personal yidam, along with other higher yidams, and he practiced it and he gained results. He himself wrote commentaries. His students also wrote commentaries on the practice of Yamataka, and hence today the Yamataka practice is very prevalent, very powerful, and extremely widespread because of these great uh, writings and Lama Tsongkhapa's own personal practice. So Lama Tsongkhapa himself practiced and gained results, and hence he recommended his students to do it. So I hear that you have Yamataka's teachings. I'm very, very happy, and I'm very pleased to hear that. Yamataka's Tantra, Kechul Dun Tomomayapa Yevaches, means it has seven special attributes. Seven special attributes. I will name a few for you now. One of the attributes of Yamataka is, no matter how much negative karma we have collected, no matter how much negative deeds we have done, no matter how much suffering we have created for others, if we sincerely regret and we do Yamataka's Tantra, within one single short lifetime, we can purify that negative karma. So no other Tantra, no other Tantric system, no other Sutra system can promise us to purify. Example, even if we have created the most heinous crimes, heinous, such as killing one's father and mother, drawing blood from a Buddha, or creating schism in a Sangha. Those are heinous crimes where when you die, there is no bardo. You immediately die, you close your eyes, when you open it, you are born in hell. So even the most heinous crimes, if we do Yamataka's Tantra very well, we can purify it in one life. That is symbolized by Yamataka's set of hands. On the left side set of hands, you'll see one row. One row, one hand is holding one man impaled on a stick. That man impaled on a stick represents the result of negative karma and the incredible sufferings that we have to endure. So that type of suffering that we have to endure, by Yamataka holding that man on a stick represents that even some karma, that means you have to really go to the three lower realms, to hell to suffer. You can purify through Yamataka's Tantra. So he is that powerful. So therefore, if we have created something very negative, very powerfully negative, imagine what Yamataka can help us in. So if we didn't do that, imagine how powerful Yamataka is even still. Secondly, Yamataka is the most ferocious out of all the deities existent within the Tibetan pantheon of Buddha. The most ferocious, the most wrathful is Yamataka. No other deity is more wrathful than Yamataka. The benefit of that is that if we do Yamataka's practice, we can overcome our inner, real, self-grasping anger. Anger that arises from self-grasping can be reduced and can be destroyed, can be purified. So hence, that's very, very important. And also, no other deities, spirits, gods of the sky, male, female, earth, whatever, or even other protectors, can overcome a practitioner of Yamataka or one who has achieved Yamataka. One who has achieved Yamataka, they simply say, I am Yamataka. Interferences that are supernatural in nature, magic, ghosts, spirits, cannot disturb that person, cannot disturb that person that he has blessed or she has blessed. So Yamataka's practice is very powerful for protecting oneself against negative, destructive energy. Then number three, the, the binding factor that keeps us in samsara is ignorance. 
That ignorance is is manifested as grasping of the self that does not exist. So for us to realize that, for us to re- understand that intellectually, it's easy. But if it's if things change because we understand, then things would have changed because many people understand that point once they have studied Buddhism. But just understanding it doesn't make you change. But realizing it and it becomes second nature will provoke change. So hence, many things we do come from second nature that are embedded within our mind stream for many lifetimes. Hence, that's called habituation. So Yamantaka's practice is very, very powerful, extremely, extremely powerful for removing the self-grasping I that doesn't exist. So to achieve emptiness, Yamataka is the most profound and the most quickest. By virtue, he is purely 100% Manjushri and no other. So hence, you have those kind of benefits. Another benefit is within Yamataka's Tantra, within Yamataka's Tantra, if you practice, it is said that you do not need to practice any other Tantras whatsoever. No other Tantras is necessary to become enlightened. With Yamataka's Tantra alone, one can become fully enlightened. Along with practicing Yamataka's Tantra, one can perfect memory, clairvoyance, penetrative insight, one can have um, great debate, one can have great speech, one could have perfect understanding of the Dharma, and one collects great amount of merit while one is propitiating Yamataka. One collects a great amount of merit. So hence, while we're practicing Yamataka, we are also not practicing only Tantra. We're practicing Sutra because Yamataka's path combines both Sutra and Tantra. Hence, if you do Yamataka's uh, practice and you combine it with the four preliminary practices such as offerings, mandala, prostrations, vajrasattva, etc., everything is 100% complete. So like that, there are many, 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 many benefits to doing Yamataka's Tantra. There are many, many powers to doing Yamataka's Tantra. If one has time, one should do the long Yamataka Tantra. One should do the long Yamataka Sadhana every single day that one can. If one doesn't have time, one should do the short Yamataka Sadhana, which is about eight or seven or eight small pages, written by the great Kelje Pabonga De Jingningpo Rinpoche. So this one, you can do either the short one. You can do the long one. It's up to you. And every single day, one should make biscuits and cookies. Offer one main biscuit, one main cookie to Yamataka, and two smaller ones, one to the entourage and one to the directional protectors at the end of the sadhana. So one can do a Yamataka um, torma, an entourage of Yamataka torma, and a 10 wrathful deity, which you will see in a sadhana torma. And along with that, be very, very good for us to also have an inner offering, meaning for Yamataka's practice, it's very important to have an inner offering. You can either use a small bit of alcohol or black tea, either way, with a qualified ribu. Ribu means a qualified inner nectar pill put inside. Then one should do um, use a inner offering every single day as part of the practice and make torma offerings. Also, two sets of sensory offerings. And the sets of sensory offerings is very important. It's Om Yamantaka Agum Pati Gande Pube Dube Aloke Nivende Shapta Patita Hong Soha. Whereas in other tantras, it's Om Om whatever deity 
So in the sensory offerings, Yamataka, the Gende or the perfume is after the flower, okay, before the fire. So that's a little bit different. You should offer two sets uh, of the offering every single day and recite the Yamataka mantra, the first one, the second one, 21 times or more, but you should focus on the third mantra. The, the root mantra, the third one, you should do as much as possible. Even while you're watching TV and you're free, you can do that mantra. Then the last mantra, you can do 21 times again. So every single day, the bare minimum for the first, second, and fourth mantra is 21 times. The third mantra is 21, but if you can do more, it's much, 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 much better. Then do a very powerful dedication to Yamataka at the end, and that would be very good. So I have received your wonderful offering, and I thank you. I've made offerings to Manjushri for you, for the success of your practice. So because you've made this offering, it inspired me to give you a little bit of information, a little bit of talk and explanation of Yamataka, which should be translated to you, and you can listen to it very carefully. If you like this, this also can be burned. Uh, what my speech, although it's in English, can be burned into a CD and uh, sent to you by email, so you can keep it for future reference if you like also. Um, otherwise, I wish you the best. I encourage you to have good good devotion. Please read. Please read, and it's in Chinese also. If you need, we have it here. The Wheel of Sharp Weapons. It's very, very important to read that and contemplate. It's very important to read the Lamrim, the Wheel of Sharp Weapons, and also to focus on Guru devotion. Having powerful Guru devotion is very important, and focusing on your Yidam Yamataka. So have a good image of Yamataka. It can be a picture, it can be a tanka, be a good statue, and a picture or image of your root lama who you received the Yamataka um, initiation from. Very fortunate. And you should do that. And one should also learn the Lama Chirpa Tok. One should learn the Lama, lama Chirpa Tok um, to be done to Yamataka every two weeks. If you find Tok difficult, never mind. Singpiao uh, here can give you the Tok dates, which is twice a month for the next year and the year after that, if he has. And on Tok day, you do Yamataka's mantra three times more than your normal. So that means the third mantra, if you do 21 times a day, you would do that three times extra on a Tok day to cover your Tok commitment for now. Okay? On top of that, please uh, read Tuntuk. Tuntuk is the sixth session Guru Yoga, which should be recited six times a day, written by Kevji Pabongo Doji Chang. They have the short version. All right, you should read the sixth session Guru Yoga every day, three in the morning, three at night, or you can do it six times and one shot. It doesn't take very long. These are part of the commitment. Last but not least, read up on your Bodhisattva vows. Read up on your Tantric vows. Memorize your bodhisattva and tantric vows and practice your bodhisattva and tantric vows because holding the vows will be a very important point for you to achieve Yamataka's attainments. So, do the sadhana, torma, sensory offerings. Then, every two weeks, do tok or extra three times mantra. And read up on your bodhisattva vows and your uh, tantric vows. Very important. They should have it in Chinese, I'm sure. Then on top of that, um, Guru devotion, very strongly, and uh, uh, Wheel of Sharp Weapons and Lamrim. And take complete refuge in Yamataka. Once you have that Yidam, it is the Yidam of Tsongkhapa. It is the vehicle in which Tsongkhapa became enlightened. So therefore, I rejoice and I'm very happy for you and I feel very fortunate. 
and do that initiation well. You don't need to get many, many other initiations. That will be more than enough for you. I wish you the best. Uh,